If the thought has ever crossed your mind that maybe you're just asexual, you care so little about sex or ever having sex that maybe you could just go the rest of your life without it, and you have struggled knowing what to do with that because you really do want to be in a relationship and have a sex life, I have news for you, my dear. Igniting your sexual desire is just like any other conscious endeavor that you ever put your mind to. If you want to lose weight and eat healthier, what do you do? You hire a personal trainer, you get a health coach and you start working out and you start eating better. If you want to have more savings and investments, you get a money coach and you make a plan to save and invest like what my boyfriend, Chris Jolly does on his podcast, the financially free entrepreneur. He just launched his podcast like a week and a half ago. So go check it out. I'm super excited for him. Please go rate and review it on iTunes. He's on Spotify and all the things, the financially free entrepreneur interrupting this message of the multi-orgasmic millionaire to shout out my beautiful, amazing life partner, Chris. I'm so excited for him. And Back to our regularly scheduled programming. If you want to have a better sex life, you hire a sex coach and you learn practices to cultivate your sexual energy and remove your internal blocks to having desire. On today's episode, you're going to learn exactly how one of my clients, Meg, went from wondering if she was asexual to actually wanting and initiating sex again and becoming a total fucking sex goddess. How she started having regular cervical orgasms like Almost every time she has sex or her cervix is stimulated, she's having orgasms. How she had her first mind-blowing throat orgasms. I know, I know, it sounds insane, but it really is a thing. And she's going to share exactly how she did that in this episode. So Meg shares exactly how she learned to get out of her head, how to drop her to-do list, and really step into sensual pleasure in her everyday life, as well as how she learned to have the regular cervical orgasms and her first throat orgasm. So if you're ready to stop wondering what's wrong with you because you don't really care about sex, if you're ready to reclaim your inner sex goddess, take Meg as an example of what is possible. Have some goddamn ovaries and go apply for my totally revamped, renamed, and relaunched group program, Sex Goddess, Five Months to Total Freedom in the Bedroom. If you want to have better sex than before you got married or before your little ones came along, then this is a program for you. Or maybe you're just in a long-term relationship and you're not married. I totally get that. Also, I have several spots open for VIP experiences coming in early 2023. The VIP experiences with me range from one to five days. And you have three locations that you can choose from. Online, Miami, Florida, or Tamarindo, Costa Rica. So from the moment that your application call takes place and the moment that we do the experience, it could be several months. There's lots and lots of planning that goes into these sorts of experiences. So even though they're only one to five days, there's all sorts of prep work that we're doing together and there's integration work that we're doing after. So if you are a high level conscious leader, you're killing it in all areas of your life and you've put your love life, your sex life, or your relationship on the back burner to achieve all that success and you don't have a lot of time on your hands to devote to this or you simply really value in-person experiences and transmission, then the VIP experience is for you. It's for women who want to awaken their sexuality after having kids or going through some sort of big life transition, 
or who've just simply lost their mojo over time. It's for men who want to feel in control of their sexuality, who have a higher libido than their partner and want to master sex skills and techniques that give them a sense of being in control over their sexuality rather than be feeling controlled by it. It's for women or men who are single and who want to take time to heal old wounds and create a solid foundation for sex and intimacy moving forward so they can call in their king or queen. And it is for women or men who were raised with strict religious conditioning who want to be taught how to feel amazing in their bodies and how to feel and amazing about their sexuality and to be able to celebrate it. So applications for the group program sex goddess five months of total freedom in the bedroom are open through december 2nd if you get your application in by december 2nd and you join us you're going to receive three bonuses worth several thousand dollars combined you'll get the eight types of female orgasm blueprint training the how to pleasure a woman online course for men that is coming out in mid-december the receive and manifest training that i will be doing live in early january these bonuses will only ever, ever, ever be available if you sign up by December 2nd. They completely go away. That's several thousand dollars worth of material teachings and trainings for me that you're going to get completely complimentary just for applying for the group program now. And for my VIPers, if you sign up and you put your deposit down for your VIP experience with me in early uh 2023, first quarter 2023, you'll also receive those bonuses, which you can get started on right now. So you don't actually have to wait to do all of this. Uh, to do the VIP experience with me, you can get started right away if you so desire. So you can apply for the group program or the VIP experience at the link in the show notes. Head there now, and I'm super excited to see you on the call. Now for Meg. Enjoy, Meg. This is such an amazing interview. This is the Multi-Orgasmic Millionaire Podcast, the only sex podcast for seven and eight figure conscious leaders who want to embody their pleasure and have the best sex of their lives. I'm Tilly Storm, top 20 sex coach in the world and your host today. Hello, Meg. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm super excited to dive in with you today about what led you here to working with me and what was going on in your sex life and relationship when we first talked. Perfect. Let's see. So starting from the beginning, my partner goes down to Esalen, which is a school for massage and a bunch of other um, different kind of higher learning classes down in California. And um, at the time we were having a lot of difficulty because our sexual drive was very mismatched. And so I would often feel really guilty or shameful for not having the same kind of energy that he had and kind of shutting him down. And then that would in turn eventually shut him down. And, you know, we'd kind of go through these peaks and valleys of collapse and rebuild. At any rate, while he was in the baths at Esalen, he had actually met another gentleman whose wife went through your program. Uh, and they were in a very similar situation where they tried on their own to work on their sexual compatibility and got to this breaking point where he, you know, basically said like, I'm here for you. I'm supporting you, but you have to do this on your own. There's nothing more I can do to help you. Or at least I'm at the end of, you know, my patience with that. 
Um, and that's when she had found you and had had such amazing results. And so when my partner came back home and told me about it, I was pretty apprehensive at first because he's done this before. <laughs> he's like, what about this? How about this? I want to help you. And the other things that he had thrown my way just didn't quite jive with me at that time. And so I had started kind of perusing your website and actually listening to your podcasts. And I was home one night because I was just, I was in this kind of depressive state for a little while where I didn't want to see people or go out. Um, and so he would often go and I would stay home and just brood. <laughs> and it was on one of those nights that I was listening to your podcast and you were saying things uh, that I had thought to myself without ever saying those words out loud, like almost to like a T, like verbatim. And I just kind of stopped and said to no one in particular, like, why is this woman in my head? <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, yeah, after that decided to, you had like a quiz or something on your, on your website. I was like, okay, maybe I'll just start there. And it led to like making the call scheduled and, and things like that. So I was like, oh, I guess I'm, I guess I'm doing this. <laughs> the universe slash my subconscious maybe tricked me into, into just like going for it a little faster than I maybe would have otherwise. Yeah. Oh, well, tell me, what were you feeling? What were you thinking about yourself that had your partner suggesting this sort of stuff to you in the first place? We were in a phase where we were contemplating opening up our relationship. We'd actually just come out of a polyamorous relationship a year last prior. And the idea of him being with other people kind of brought to the surface a lot of things about my own narrative in sexuality and how, you know, well, somebody else will do a better job than I will because I'm not very good at sex or I just don't have a ton of initiation and he's going to find that in somebody else that has more drive than I do. And then that's going to be the end of this really beautiful thing I don't want to let go. And so as we came to that in our conversations, we decided to not open up our relationship and to kind of focus on this instead. But yeah, it still has kind of some pointy claws that snag me from time to time. But yeah, just this, this feeling of unworthiness that I'm not capable, I'm not built in that way, right? That I'm basically asexual, that I could, I could go forever without sex which is not necessarily the case in reality, but it was the story I was telling myself, especially at the time. Yeah. Oh, this is such a common story. I know it feels so isolating to people who have it because you don't ever, people who have these stories don't often want to share them with other people. You only hear about, you know, the women who are having sex all the time and having all the orgasms and swinging from the chandeliers, right? <laughs> but you never hear from the ones that yeah, yeah. are really struggling, which is most women, by the way. I would agree. I've definitely, I've chosen to be more vulnerable in talking to people about my journey and finding this class and the things that I've been experiencing throughout the course of the class. And it's interesting the resistance I get initially from other women, even close friends. They're like, oh, there's nothing wrong with my sex life. Like I'm, I'm, I'm really, you know, I have a great drive and I have no complaints. And so I start talking about my own journey. I was like, well, okay, that's great for you, but I didn't feel that way myself. And now that I'm X or Y, you know, here in the course, here are the things that I'm experiencing and learning. And like 
I'm going to say, if not like 10 out of 10, maybe nine out of 10 of, of the people and women that I've talked spoken with have gone, oh, that's happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, what was the name of the website again? <laughs> yes. Well, okay. And what are you experiencing that has them all wowed about it? Oh, just when I talk about how I'm having multiple orgasms or more cervical orgasms or like the movement of that around my body and just how how much more present I feel in my body to like the more subtler things. And so, you know, I think I had one friend in particular, you know, I was talking about like a throat orgasm, I think that I had. And she's like, you can have those there. It's like, yeah, you sure can. <laughs> so it's interesting. I think a lot of women just don't know what is possible, uh, myself included, before I started this class. So, you know, what they thought was maximization maybe of, of their desire is actually the like basement for where they can elevate themselves to. Yeah. You're such an interesting one because you lacked so much sexual desire and initiative when I first met you, but you had this incredible orgasmic capacity and maybe you weren't experiencing all of the orgasms in all the ways, but you just popped right through that stuff really quick. And it's very interesting because a lot of women that don't have desire, they're also not experiencing the pleasure. What was that like for you to like have the access to the pleasure and then not so much have the desire. It was frustrating because oftentimes once I, I don't know, like got myself more in the mood, whether I was doing that or my partner was doing that, then it was easy to come around and be like, oh yeah, this is fun. And I really like this. (laughs) I'm enjoying myself. But, and this kind of pulls into, you know, some of my other stories about time management and all the other things in my life that I feel stressed about getting done and getting out of my head, out of the to-do list, right? Into my body. And I think I'm putting more of this together more recently, but pretty much have ADHD. I just was never diagnosed. And I'm learning how that dysregulation in attention kind of prevents me from shifting and transitioning into a more physical sexual state. And so I kind of what I'm tasking myself now is like, okay, well, if I want to make time for this in my life and I want this to be a big part of my life, you know, and I do enjoy it when I'm in it, how do I get in it? Like, how do I consistently open that door? So it's not always my partner opening that door. So just exploring you know, outside of my morning rituals and, you know, kind of going through my everyday as a practice of, okay, like, what am I feeling in my body? Is there an opportunity? Do I want to take that opportunity? Is now the best time for this for me? And if not now, then is there a time maybe later today or tonight where this might be more welcome? Yeah. Well, for the love of God, can you please share with everyone? (laughs) What is it that got you into the frame of mind of, okay, how can I go from being totally consumed with the task in front of me to being able to drop into your body and into pleasure? Because this is the problem with most people, even men, 
it's so common for men too. I sit here and talk about it as if it's a thing that women go through, but it's men as well that a lot of us aren't easily able to access, okay, dropping the thing and then really taking time to be in our body, be in ourselves, being in the moment and see where a sensual encounter might lead. So one thing that really helped actually was the five senses meditation where I could visualize what that heightened level of sexuality and arousal might look like, sound like, feel like, taste like, smell like. And so I would pick whether things that were kind of in my near future, like, okay, there's an event coming up. And what if my sexuality looked like this in this particular situation? And so it kind of gave me some juice to squeeze. And I noticed that, especially in maybe the first third of the program, when I would do that morning meditation, you know, the thing that I would taste was usually my partner's lips, you know, or his tongue and that like just gentle, like mildly salty kind of taste. And so when we would kiss, you know, just I'd come home at the end of the day kind of thing. We hadn't seen each other. I would allow myself to pause, right? Instead of thinking of all the things that I had to do or that I wanted to get done and rush, rush, rush. I literally had at times to tell myself, this will take less than a minute. You do not have to think about all the other things that you would like to do. This is not a waste of time, right? This is not taking too long. And so once I did that, I could catch myself and it became kind of almost a practice of catching myself in that moment and going, just enjoy this. What does this feel like? And, and even, you know, when it was harder for me, I would sometimes have to narrate to myself, like your partner's tongue is touching yours. How does that feel? And so when I would do that, it didn't always change the way that I felt in that moment. But what I did notice was more of like a carryover effect where suddenly I would just, you know, without even doing anything, drop in. And all of a sudden it was like, oh my God, your kiss feels so fucking good. And like, and I could feel that kind of melty, warm energy go down my body. It was like, oh, you are turned on. It was like, oh, that worked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Ah, wonderful. So really getting in touch with your senses, giving yourself the time to allow yourself to be turned on, knowing that this isn't a waste of time. I think you said such a big key right there is that you got to check your unconscious thoughts and beliefs around pleasure, because most of us did get raised that this isn't important. This isn't something that we should focus on or pay attention to in our lives. In fact, it's just keeping you from being more productive. So to go from, okay, I'm in the middle of doing all of these things, but never allowing myself time to really drop in and be in the moment and enjoy pleasure. A lot of just the mindset and the conditioning is what stops sex from happening dead in its tracks because you're not even open or available to thinking that, oh, this could be good for me. This could be fun and it's okay to feel good. Exactly. Exactly. And and then I often found that downshifting from my day into less and less busyness, having a little tether to that, you know, it's, it's like a dialogue with your partner, right? Where it's just like, you know, you might see each other in the morning, maybe you're super groggy, you're not very good morning people, but then you come home and it's like, you know, you have to get dinner together or yada, 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 all these other things. But having those moments of intimacy that are a little bit deeper 
even if they're just a couple seconds, right? A minute maybe, right? Like taking that moment to just sink into each other and feel that exchange, I feel like is so valuable and really carries over into whatever happens later, right? Like whether it's turns into sex or not, I think is it's just a, another way to connect a little bit deeper with your partner, which invariably leads to more intimacy. Yeah, exactly. And when we don't give ourselves the time to allow ourselves to drop in, then we just don't connect. And we give all of the excuses not to like, oh, I'm too busy. I'm too tired. Everything's not exactly right, (laughs) which is so common. (laughs) Okay. Well, what do you feel are your biggest wins and celebrations from going through this entire process? I mean, short of a lot of the depth of intensity of orgasm increased, I was having cervical orgasms before the class, but they were very infrequent. And now it feels like every time my cervix is stimulated. I end up with like this massive letting go of, of energy. It's been a lot of tears lately. (laughs) A lot of shit has like just fallen off of my body that I've been wanting to get rid of. So it feels really, it feels like purging. So it's cool to have that on a more regular basis, incorporating some of the breath work um, during sex whether I mean to or not, sometimes I think it's just me breathing. And again, I think some of this is just natural carryover, but having that orgasmic energy move away from my pelvis up into places like my throat or up to my heart is something I've never, I like before this class, I didn't know that a throat orgasm was even a thing. And then I had one and it was remarkable. (laughs) Um, So just lots of new places, like a little bit longer orgasms, a little bit more intense. So it feels like all of those things have expanded in in a multitude of directions. Yeah. Well, everyone is wondering about the cervical orgasms this listening. I know. So I'm going to ask you about it. And everyone is definitely wondering what the hell is she talking about with this throat orgasm? So can you go and give (laughs) us a little more detail and tell us a little bit more about the emotional release that you're experiencing in your cervical orgasms and what that's all about? Yeah. The cervical orgasm, it's like strapping yourself to a rocket ship it just is <laughs> you can see my face right now <laughs> it's it's just the most powerful intense orgasmic experience I've ever had. And I find that if I I don't know keep my mind almost in that that headspace afterward, right? Where I'm just feeling into my body. You know, a lot of times I'll feel like pulsing in and around my clitoris and just my pelvis even. And so within that release, it almost starts to feel like kind of like it does before you have to sneeze, right? Where you're like, something's about to happen. (laughs) And we're familiar with that feeling as a sneeze, right? But like in terms of that emotional release from a cervical orgasm, it's a new experience. And so becoming familiar with it, you're like, I feel like I'm wanting to cry and that's weird. And so I would say for anybody who's ever felt that way, don't squash that. That is all sorts of trauma and baggage that your body is trying to help you release. Being increasingly open in my body, open in my mind, 
to that experience, I found that, you know, I, I feel this kind of welling of, of energy that usually comes up to my heart and then to my throat. And sometimes I have to almost push it out a little bit, but that first sob, right? Sometimes it comes out on its own. Sometimes I have to, to guide it out a little bit, but I've, I'm finding more and more that I can really invite that to open up. And I often don't know what it is that I'm crying about. It just feels like it wants to come out and I let it hang out and be there for as long as it wants to be. And most recently I've been uh, just working through accepting rejection and kind of shedding the idea that, that that rejection is part of me or that it means something different about who I am. And uh, more, my most recent <laughs> cervical orgasm, um, that was the word that actually came to my head as I was sobbing was rejection. And it just like this literal weight, like this energetic movement, like off of my chest and out of my body through my, through my mouth or through my throat just lightened me and gave me some distance from my self-perception of worth um, to you know, this feeling of rejection and, and what it traditionally has meant to me in, in my own self-valuation. Wow. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> All right. Now for the one that everyone's really dying to hear about, and I am too, because I don't really remember it. You probably told me, but I don't remember. How did you give yourself a throat orgasm? How does that happen? I'm still not sure because it was kind of an accident. <laughs> right. I've uh I've always been fairly vocal, but then through this class, like the breath, movement, voice kind of triad has kind of reinforced that for me. And so it happened uh kind of off the tail of a cervical orgasm, actually, where I was just breathing, I guess, a little bit differently or maybe a little bit more deeply than I normally do. I'm not sure. I haven't quite demystified that <laughs> for myself. But as I was breathing, the normal like rocket ship intensity that I typically have in my pelvis and my cervix, it shot up right through my heart out of my throat. And so the yelling and screaming that I normally do during sex was like even louder. It was like, multiplied <laughs> to the point where I'm sure like my partner and maybe people walking their dog outside were like, that woman is in maybe pain or something is happening to her. <laughs> and I just like it, it threw my head back in bed and it just, it felt so good to be able to voice in that way. And I, it just, you know, and again, like rather than, oh my gosh, you know, closing myself off and, and saying, oh, I shouldn't do that. That's too loud. I just kept myself as open as I, as I could to the experience. I was just like, I have no idea what's happening, but this is fine. And wow. <laughs> oh, wow. That's incredible. My dear. Woo, epic. <laughs> uh, well, what were the practices and, or anything that you learned from doing the program that helped you to open up this deeply in terms of your pleasure and your desire? Opening up my desire, a lot of the work around archetypes and sexual identity, a lot of those meditations with like taking on different personas helped me find my sexual persona. 
it's still a work in progress, but learning to separate myself from my inner child. She does not run my sex life and allowing that sexual persona to take that role instead. And so a lot of the archetype work really helped me hone in and focus on that in a way that felt very concrete and easy to easy to grasp, easy to, easy to find, easy to keep. As far as some of the other meditations that I really enjoyed, the de-armoring was really pivotal in the beginning as far as making contact with my own cervix and having that release come from me instead of from my partner. So that was really powerful when that happened. And it really, you know, I think being alone in that space really helped me to let that out and, and almost gave me some practice with, you know, releasing that full, more fully. Yeah, the dearmoring and the microcosmic orbit. I really love, yeah, just that movement of energy and having that associated with your breathing. I don't know, it, again, like easy to follow, easy to, to memorize and do on my own. I think I'm at a point now where I've been doing it quite a lot lately. I haven't done it on my own yet, but <laughs> I probably could. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Well, is there a favorite part of the program that you want to share about with people that are curious? Um, I, I mean, there's a lot of things that were favorite parts of this program. I loved how inclusive it was. It's like being able to drop in every week with a very small group of women and talk about things that you would never say in broad daylight to even like your best friends. And I just loved how deeply authentic everybody was and not, didn't seem to have any shame about it. it was really great, especially when I was first starting and feeling a little modest or like, what do I to say? You know, you have to kind of break yourself of those cultural taboos just, you know, coming into the class. And so being able to you know, record or write my, my celebrations, clearings and desires was a nice, again, practice for me to remind me that, Hey, the progress that you're experiencing is real and measurable. And look at the things that happened this week or in the last day. Right. So that was a, a nice reminder of kind of your progress so far throughout the course. And one that I got to give myself, right. Nobody else had to tell me how much progress I was making. I got to do that. So that was really powerful. Yeah, I know. That's amazing. <laughs> I always hear from like when I've worked with business coaches in their past, like you need to be able to measure the progress of people. I'm like, okay, so do I need an orgasm tracker for everyone? And they laugh at that so hard. Like, <laughs> no, I don't think we need to go that far. But yeah, um, being able to really see and track your own progress. I mean, that's what it's about is seeing the small steps add up over time that don't seem big or insignificant when they happen. But when you're doing them consistently over a long period of time, it creates a lot of shift and change and transformation. Yeah. It all adds up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, what would you tell to someone thinking of applying who's hit that application link and to book a call link and hasn't done it yet? I would say just 
I can do it. <laughs> You'll kick yourself once you do eventually make that appointment and, and go, why didn't I do this sooner or earlier? I, I wished I would have done this 10 years ago and I'd be so much further along that journey than I am now. And maybe not have accumulated more baggage to disassemble. <laughs> well, you know, it's never too late. We've had, I think the oldest person that did the program was 66. So that's remarkable. That's so remarkable. I know. <laughs> and the youngest was 21. Yeah. Big age range. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any age is appropriate for this class. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story, my love. We really appreciate it. And for being so open and vulnerable about the cervical and throat orgasmic experiences too, because those are just things that everyone wants to know how, you know, and the more that we share and make it known and tell people what's actually possible and what women really do experience. And science isn't going to do it for us because science will never be able to measure that. Uh, I think it's really important that women share these stories. Otherwise, how would we ever even know? Because we wouldn't. So it's possible for all of you listening. It's not just Meg. It's all of us. <laughs> we just got to be open and willing to go there and, and really discover what's even available. So thank you for sharing again. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Love. We'll talk soon. Okay. All right, loves, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Meg. Quick reminder that if you identified with anything that Meg said today, then that's because you are most likely an amazing candidate for Sex Goddess, five months to total freedom in the bedroom. And I want you to apply by December 2nd, because if you don't apply and get in by December 2nd, you're going to lose out on thousands of dollars worth of bonuses. You're going to be getting access to not just the five month program, but you'll get access to my eight types of female orgasms training, which is what you would normally do after doing sex goddess, because sex goddess is all about reclaiming your sexuality. And the eight types of orgasms is about expanding it. You're also going to get access to my men's online course that's coming out mid-December. It's a $497 course that will be coming out in just a couple weeks. And that's how to pleasure a woman. So if you have a man in your life and you want him to learn how to more deeply pleasure you, oh my God, you're going to love this, sweetheart. And you're also going to get access to my $997 receive and manifest training that will be coming out and I'll be teaching it live sometime in early January of 2023. And you'll get access to that totally complimentary. So if you want to learn how to manifest with your sexuality, this is going to be where you learn how to do it loves. So go apply and join the program. Sex goddess five months of total freedom in the bedroom by December 2nd. That is the last day that I'm taking calls. So you really need to apply by the first because you might not find a call time slot on the second. If you wait till the last minute to do it. And also I am taking the VIP experience applications for the first quarter of 2023. So if you want to go to Tamarindo, Costa Rica with me, if you want to come to Miami, Florida, where I'm at, or if you want to do an online VIP experience with me from one to five days, depending on what's coming up for you, then you can go apply for the VIP experience at the link in the show notes. And I'll be so excited to get to know you a little bit more and figure out what sort of co-creation and what sort of bespoke magic we can create for you to massively up-level your sex lives and relationships. All right, loves. See you next week. Bye.